Happy holidays, everyone. From here at the Shirts and Skins podcast with Tori and Josh, we are still missing Devin. He's got to finish up that last week there in Atlanta before he comes back to us. So it's very likely that you are listening to this podcast on Christmas Eve or Christmas. We want to wish you happy holidays and Merry Christmas here, and thank you for tuning in to us. Josh, Steelers and Bengals, do you got anything for our fans here? Listen, we got a lot on that because you know Devin is glad that he missed another one because he was going to get a lot of crap again. I don't think he's going to come back until they win because, honestly, he better just stay gone if they keep losing. Is he going to come back to the podcast? Is he going to come back? Now that they're going to end up losing the last – what are we looking at? The last five? Yeah, if they end up dropping this one to the Colts and the Browns, those are playoff teams. They're going to lose their last five. Like, Is he going to come back until after the the playoffs are over (sighs) and join us for that at least? So – Devin's on FMLA for the next few is what it sounds like. I mean, honestly, though, that that's a really good point that you brought up, though, because they have to play two playoff teams before the playoffs even start. I mean, playing back-to-back I mean, playoff-type games, that kind of competition going into the playoffs, they could definitely be 11-5. and five. I don't feel like that's a stretch. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm saying like that's definitely a possibility. For sure. What Devin would say – it's getting them playoff ready. That's right. Any is, given Sunday. Is playing these playoff teams, is getting them playoff ready. But the way they're playing lately, I don't think they're playoff ready. I'll tell you, the one thing that I did like is that they finally ran the ball over 20 times. And so that was nice. It's just unfortunate because the other team ran it like another 10 times and had 150 yards rushing. So I think they're heading in the right direction. But... Again, I, I just don't think that they ha- have shown enough willingness to commit to it. And also, honestly, given the steel curtain, no turnovers this week. I the, think that was the death penalty right yeah, there. Yeah, the defense has stepped backwards. Like, I understand they've had some injuries and some guys with the show coming out, but they still have some big names. But they're not getting the, the pressures they were. So they're not getting the turnovers they were. Definitely not that same defense. And... If you can't establish the run, it's not going to matter at the end of the day. Let's really be honest and say, if you're not running the ball, you're not going to win. No, especially speaking of big names, who was their quarterback, the Bengals? Exactly. Uh, was it? Ryan Finley. There we go. Exactly. Though. Their third it's string guy. Their third string quarterback, and they couldn't get a turnover there. And Big Ben had the first half he threw for 19 yards. I... How embarrassing is that to be... Like that, they said that was his worst outing ever. It's not great, and they gave up. The Steelers gave up three turnovers on their own end, and in a given Sunday, the Bengals are still a professional team. You know what? They got three wins and a tie. Yeah, you can't count any team, like you said. It's Devin's big saying: any given Sunday. Well, the past few Sundays have <laughs> been some bad Sundays. If you're a Steelers fan, I want to say that they were looking ahead towards the Colts, but again, they were already on two losses. You can't look ahead. At that ahead. point, you can't. Yeah, there is no look-ahead games anymore. You're on the verge of giving up your division title to the Browns. Hey, hey, hey. I understand the Browns are different this year, but it's still the Jog Browns. Dog Nation, yeah. First 10-win season for the Browns since 2007. Dog Nation, man. They're excited this year. Dare say they do get the win against Pittsburgh. Right. Going into the playoffs, what kind uh, of momentum is that? You're going to go from the undefeated team and all this stairway to seven talk that they've been having as these Steelers to 
no longer even taking your own division and losing it to the Browns? The, how 2020 is that? That Oh, I know. We got the Patriots missing the playoffs entirely, and now we might have the Browns winning their division? Like how, This is just nuts. Like It's really, again, 2020 has been a heck of a year for some of these kinds of things right here. It's been here. a ride. So I'm, I'm just – when Devin does get back, I'm looking forward to the excuses – all of the, the nonsense he's going to talk. Um, as I text him last night, and I'm saying, how are you feeling? Are you feeling comfortable? And I get three different Chiefs memes. <laughs> and he said, oh, we're going to the Super Bowl? I was like, oh, there we go. He might have changed his flag. <laughs> like, jumping ship, huh? Like, I know he's a diehard fan. I was like, that's not going to change anything like that. Yeah, the but. man has the Steelers emblem tattooed on his body. I just got to say... Again, if we're sticking with the Ben Roethlisberger throwing 38 times, he's got to throw for more than 170 yards. Yeah. And again, that age of a quarterback, you don't want him throwing the ball that much. You can't. You're you're built on defense, like turning it over, getting those short fields, and the defense isn't doing their part. Ben Roethlisberger's not Ben Roethlisberger's of 10 years ago. He's not going to be able to just completely take over a game. They're not built for that anymore. But again, if they can't establish the run, it's not going to matter. I don't like where they're trending after the last three games. Now, again, they could be, you know what, we all but locked up our playoff spot. There's a few situations that could play themselves out. Maybe these games don't matter that much to them. Maybe they'll turn it on come the playoffs, but you don't want to establish a culture of losing. Right, you're, at you're playing this point with fire. In the season. Exactly. You, you don't want to end the season on such a sour note if they do end up losing their last five. Like, that's not how you want to go into the playoffs. No. You want to get that home field. And I don't know if they say your home field doesn't matter this year because no fans. But still, it's the comfort of being in your own home. You know, you don't have to do all the travel and everything like that. So you still want that home game to be in your house. Yeah, I mean, two weeks ago we were talking about how the Chiefs still have to catch them for that first week by in the playoffs. And now it's the Chiefs look like they got that locked up. Yeah. Thank you, Steelers. Congratulations. <laughs> Another team to move on from that one. Well, actually, I'll tell you what. Before we move on from that one, you could use, the Steelers could use these next two games against these playoff playoff teams, the, the Colts and the Browns, as sort of a dress rehearsal, you know, sort of as a, um, a get-right couple of weeks. If they do come out and dominate those two teams – Everything we're saying right now, we're going to switch completely and be like, man, the Steelers. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. They look like the, the, the 11 0 team that they Week were. Week 10, Steelers. Like, that's all it's going to take is for you to win these next two games. Exactly. Especially you, you, if you win them in a dominant fashion. Yep. All this is going to be for not. We'll forget that they lost to these teams minus the football team. <laughs> like, that one will never be forgotten because that's the one that ruined their perfect season. But these other losses aren't going to matter if you come out with these next two and dominate. I don't know if it's going to happen. Again, the way their offense looks, they're going against the Colts' defense. That's one of the top defenses in the top league. Top defense. And a, and a pretty good offense. So the Browns run the ball like nobody else. Yeah. Baker's looking – I mean, he's looking great. So the, they have to win if they want to be able to change the narrative. The Steelers got to pick up at least one of these wins if they're going to change the narrative. And, again, no really better time than going up against two playoff teams right now to really test your mettle. So I'm excited to see what the Steelers are, what they're actually going to show. Another team that lost this week, actually by winning, 
J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Josh, what are they doing in New York? Are they? I feel like they didn't give the fans any hope this season, and then slowly, almost like... You further just dig that knife into them like yeah it's like all of a sudden the the hope that it was kind of just growing just out of losing and now you take that hope away too yeah you basically said without saying it they did the the philly thing hey we're gonna lose we're just gonna tank we're gonna get trevor lawrence the the franchise quarterback yeah trust the process let us kind of do this and don't worry we're gonna have the new broadway joe you know (laughs) like and then you turn around and you and you you almost couldn't argue out of it, right? You're like, if Trevor Lawrence is supposed to be the generational talent that he is, then you're almost forgiving the Jets. Now, granted, in order to be forgiven for the season, you have to go through meme after meme after meme and joke after joke. That is every week of losing that the Jets were doing. But now, but you can't even lose, right? Yeah. Like, now, now these jokes are coming out, and it's yeah, and it's. I want to make a case. Again, I'm trying to talk myself into this. I want to make a case that this is actually the Jets that they've been all year long and that they've, they're have they not a well-put-together product yet. And so they've actually been trying to win these teams, and that's why the defensive coordinator got fired is because he played jam coverage and an all-out blitz when they should have just played prevent and you know let, um, let the fortunes be what they are when they played the Raiders. And Carr had one-on-one, and his receiver burned him, and it was a touchdown. Like, I... We made all the jokes that they that was an active move. Right. That to was tank. the move to lose. Like, hey, we were in this game. Now we can give it away. Now we can give it away. And now it's like you weren't only in this game, you were winning this game almost all the way through. I still And now I don't know if this isn't like actually who they are. Now, granted that messes up with Trevor Lawrence pick. Maybe they're tanking for Justin uh for Justin Fields. <laughs> they they better hope that Justin Fields is at least on par with what a, a Trevor Lawrence is. Oh, if he's got legs, you know, he can be Kyler Murray he's or gonna uh, need Russell to move. Wilson, Lamar Jackson at worst, maybe. Behind that offensive line, he's going to have to move. So they, they got that going. But I still – I feel like they're still tanking. They just legit failed to tank correctly. I think they didn't want to win that game. They wanted to show, hey, we, we can still, you know, be in these games and just still – they kind of found a way to win instead of found a way to lose. <laughs> I think they wanted to lose, but couldn't make it so obvious and end up falling into a win. I tell you what, the worst case scenario, if you're a Jets fan, is the Jets will probably lose this upcoming week. I got to assume that they're going to. But then week 17, they play the Patriots. Bill Belichick has no reason to keep all of his starters in. They just missed the playoffs. So what he needs to do, he's going to go into full scout mode. He's going to see what he's got, and he's going to prepare for next year. So I got a feeling Cam comes out, Stidham goes in. A lot of the starters come out. See what The backups you, quote go unquote, in. Quote, unquote, see what you got in the, the rest of the guys. Yeah, if you got nothing to play for in the last week of the season, I mean, there's really nothing to f- you know default him for for doing so. And if – the Jets, if they don't do the same, and instead they come out or even with their backup players, if they end up winning, now they drop out of the Justin Fields. Yeah. And now, I mean, where are they picking? Like top 10? Or do they fall out of the lottery? And then what do you do? Trade down? Because who do you want there? Because you don't get a starting quarterback that you want to be the franchise star. So you do you trade down and get picks? And then it's like, what was this season even for? Even there. 
I don't know if I said this on the pod. I know I said this to I believe you and Devin. You trade down no matter what if you're the Jets. And you get a guard? Fantastic. We went two and fourteen. You and have we got Sam Darnold. You have Sam Darnold who didn't They're getting rid of Sam Darnold. They don't have They'd be Sam fools Darnold. to get rid of Sam Darnold. One player. Come on now. We're argue, we're trying to make points that they're not fools right now. But they're already proven that they're not a good team. Sam Darnold is getting traded you because he just waxed the thought of them getting <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. But you can't be the man that stopped your that franchise from getting the generational talent. But do you think Trevor Lawrence they on this team that they're going to all of a sudden be a, a, an even 500 team? No. They need more than one piece. Definitely. So you trade that pick a couple spots down. You don't have to go completely down. You pick up two or three, like a Dolphins. But I'm, Dolphins wouldn't do it because obviously they don't need a quarterback. But you look for a team that's willing to mortgage their future and give you multiple teams. picks mm-hmm. so you can build for your future and have you know two first-rounders, two second-rounders, so that way you can get multiple pieces because they need multiple pieces. All I need – like, no, I, I completely get what you're saying. I guess what I need is maybe a Jets fan to hit us up in the comments – on our Facebook group or hit us up on Instagram, Shirts and Skins Podcast. Drop a review. Uh, leave us a like. Somebody needs to make it make sense That's that follows the Jets organization a little bit tighter. Maybe give us some clarity. Right. On They're what- kind of seeing through groups or anything like that. Is there any kind of word? I guess my question is, and I don't, I don't know where I'm at on this, honestly. Is Trevor Lawrence that generational type player that you're – the we'll say an Andrew Luck, I like that comparison. Like, is he going to be that kind of guy that he's going to come in right away and win you games? Right. There's there's a lot of other comparisons that are grabbing Elway and Aaron Rodgers, talking about his arm. And again, I'm glad you said Andrew Luck because I'd rather I don't like those comparisons anyway. But I'd rather go with somebody. That one just makes sense to me. It's that seems more reasonable. Andrew Luck coming out, you knew. Yes, this dude is going to be the man. Outside of any injuries, he was the man. Right. So, unless you truly believe with your heart of hearts that Trevor Lawrence can turn your franchise around, even without a lot of weapons, then I don't think you take him. But if you think that he's going to be the absolute just man over there, right. you take him. It sucks because the next one, probably two seasons, you're going to suck. But you know the future is going to be right if you take him. But... You said the same thing with Sam Darnold. The future is going to be bright with this kid. Right. Give him some weapons. Show him that he can do it because he looks like he's good with no weapons. And no running game. Frank Gore is your running back. He's He just broke the record. The record. For for most, what was it, carries for a running back? Was it most games played or most carries? How many games played? I, I think it was, what most, it was most starting games played by a running back. Or like, most games played that's by a running your, back. That's your running back? That man's old. That, that's embarrassing. <laughs> Um, I'm glad that you brought up uh, Sam Donald again because they took him over Josh Allen okay. and Lamar Jackson. So again, it's you had your your top choice of quarterbacks. You let one slide by. I think so. I, I guess my biggest frustration when I'm looking at the Jets and I'm looking at the lack of them being vocal about what their path is. Because again, like you know, you referenced Philadelphia in the NBA. Trust the process. Look. 
they're actively telling the fans, I think they're the first team to come out and do it, telling the fans we are going to be bad basically on purpose without saying purposely being bad in order to get the first pick, second, third, fourth, fifth pick, year in, year out. But trust the process. It's going to work out. Again, you could look at Philly right now. It still hasn't worked out because they've traded Nerlens Noel, which was one of their first picks, and now they're looking at trading Ben Simmons. They might not. I don't think they're going to. I think Doc is going to see what he has there with the two all-stars that he has. But again, like he's in, actively in trade talks. So where's the process? I haven't seen you in the Eastern Conference Finals yet even. So when a team like the Jets doesn't vocalize what their goals are, it's it's different if you're 2-14 and 14 or you're – and 16 and the number one pick, Trevor Lawrence, is there. Then you pick him. But if you're actively trying to do it and he's there, again, now you're painting the narrative of this guy is that generational talent. We are doing this season on purpose in order to get that particular player. You're putting a whole lot of investment from your fan base, everyone in your organization, on that guy, on you hitting on that guy. There's a difference between him being there and you actively pursuing him and you haven't seen a single NFL game of him yet. That's what scares me. I think as ownership, though, you kind of owe it to your fans. If you are tanking for him, you tell your fans you that. tell them. That way they know, okay, this is the plan. Right. So, again, I don't... I think one of my favorite things, just to quit, I don't like to do comparisons with video games and all that, (laughs) but one of the best things in Madden is that when you start a coach or you start an an organization, you get asked the questions. You have to set your Your goals goals of what is your goal this season, and is it to, you know, get a high draft pick, or is it to be 8-8, is it to make the playoffs, win your division, win the conference, win the Super Bowl. So you're setting an expectation immediately. And then as the season goes on, you're fired. Whether or not you achieve those goals. And so, like you said, at least if you're going to commit to something, at least let your fans in on it. At least let them know this is the direction we're going. I don't like, I, I love me some John Elway, but after they won the Super Bowl, Manning retired. They were making a few moves, and Elway came out in the press conference, and he said, look, we're not trying to rebuild and be good in a few years. We want to be good from now on. So then they started Trevor Simeon, and they drafted Pax and Lynch. Pa- yep. Pax and Lynch, and, they, and we've had to run through that when I was living in Denver at the time for like three straight years. And it's like this is not moves that you make as far as winning from now on. They're the the thing that you said and what you put out in the field were completely juxtaposed to each other. They don't fit. They don't match. And so that's exactly what you're saying. If you're going to go in a direction, I feel like there just needs to be a little bit more of, otherwise this is what we're doing and what every fan is doing. It's we're going to make fun of you if you're losing, right? assuming that you're doing it on purpose. And when all of a sudden you win, we're going to make fun of you for winning because you weren't doing what you were trying to do. do that right. So somebody needs to clear it up from the Jets organization standpoint of what are you actually doing? What is your intent? At least, even if you don't mention this season, at least going forward. So that way you can kind of get on the same page. Like, I feel like they're without saying it, they're saying it by keeping the coach. (laughs) 
Because are they going to in two weeks? I feel like he's gone. I feel like everyone knows he's gone. He has to be right. Like that's the only way I could be like, okay. So they at least they were again without saying it. They're saying we're going to tank because we're keeping this coach that obviously should have been fired <laughs> weeks ago. But they're firing people around him and not him. Right. And so it it just begs the question and all these other jokes about like what is going on in that organization and like what are you attempting to do because at least then we have an idea of where you're coming from yeah right now it's just a mess it's it's really embarrassing they, they need to get their quarterback situation figured out that was a lot more long-winded on the jets than yes. i wanted to go so i appreciate you listeners for hearing us out on that but kind of just get riled up about the organizational standpoint there so another team that's got a little quarterback situation going on Wentz watch is these eagles you know over the weekend with starting hurts and how this hurts kids looking good i'm not ready to say that he's for a second game as a starter exactly. fine. yes i mean that's too much from him i go back to kind of what i've said before with my argument on the lamar jackson situation I want to see what happens next year when they have true game tape on him and see how he's going to do. Always. But the kid's looking good so far. They they surprised me with how well they were playing. They still ended up finding a way to lose because they are the Eagles. Well, I but, mean, but again, you put up 26 points. Yeah, and, and it's a rookie quarterback. You're playing a, what should be a playoff team. Right. What was in early runnings for MVP Kyler Murray. I think again, like so, you can look at Philadelphia. They're four nine and one, and you, they're making the right changes. They're we're not winning with this high paid quarterback who's usually injured, and in recent years when he isn't, he's not producing. Especially this year, if anything is hurting, just the look of Wentz and the contract that he has. It's this really awful season that he's been having. Yeah. I, I don't think there there's no clearer way to look at him and be like, you're not our guy for the future. And, again, we have this young quarterback who we just drafted. Let's throw him in there and see what happens. I don't know if – You can trust those steps. I can see what Philly is trying to do. Yeah, because it's been a while since Wentz has had a game like Hurts had. 24 for 44, 338 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, that's he had 11 carries, 63 it, yards, and a touchdown running. It took four starts for Tua, who's the prophecy, to even crack 300 yards. This guy goes out there his second week as a starter throws and, and gets four touchdowns over 300 yards. Like He's looking good considering... Damn near 400 yards air and ground from Hurts. And looking at his weapons, like who he's throwing to? Like Jeffrey. Alshon Jeffrey's the guy that... Outside of that, because I'm a Bears fan, right? Like right, and even him, like he's, he's always been injured. This is his first game that he's like kind of done something. Yeah. So even that, it's not like he's really scary by any means. Even then, I gotta look. At, only threw three targets at him, but still two receptions, sixty-three yards. Yeah, yeah, I'd bump those targets up. I mean, the other side was he's a big body, a bit more got impressive. long arms. He can definitely catch. The, Kyler Murray had a, an extremely impressive game with See? twenty-seven of thirty-six, four hundred yards. It helps when you have D-Hop over there getting, you know. Yeah. If you're an Eagles fan, if you're a Jalen Hurts fan, or if you're even a Jalen Hurts skeptic, you can at least look at him and be like, all right, look. Well, Kyler Murray did Kyler Murray things, and there's no shame in losing. Yeah. Kyler Murray has that kind of game, and you're still in the game? Like They lost by a touchdown. 
and I believe they had the possession at the end where like they were trying to go down and do something with it. But for being a rookie quarterback, he's looking pretty good. I will say that. Now the question is, what do they do with Wentz? Because Wentz is saying, I'm not a backup quarterback. I'm not sitting on the bench for you guys. You better trade me. Who in the world is going to take that contract uh, with that guy? The Jets. <laughs> <laughs> now that they lose out on <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, <laughs> they'll. I mean, yeah, really, you got to look into. Again, the upside is there if he's healthy. We right. in the, his first three years, we've seen a lot of great things. There's potential him. there, certainly, but the potential doesn't match the contract that he's signed. Not this year. So, but that's again, where the like, problem lies. Who wants to take on that contract? There's like, always a team. That, there's always a team, Josh. Someone who wants to sell some jerseys. There was a uh, somebody, a I don't know who it was, said like, there was these six teams. I can't remember all six teams because there's only one team that stood out to me. Which one's that? And they said the Patriots. <laughs> the Patriots <laughs> didn't pay Tom Brady. Do you know Bill Belichick? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bro, they held out and held out and held out, kept saying, Stidham's our man, Stidham's our man. Until they can get Cam for the Tom's like, ha ha, price ever. Like, they know what they're doing. They're not going to trade for Wentz at that contract. He's like, even if Cam Newton was your guy, oh, Cam was also your guy. And look <laughs> how that turned out. There's no way the Patriots make a deal to take him on with that contract. Again, I don't know what team. I know Devin has said. If, if Wentz was on the same $7 million this year contract as Cam was, absolutely they would take him. But they would take that I chance. also don't think that as Cam did where he fell by the wayside and passed every team, even though he's a free agent forever, right? Bill kind of was like, well, I guess you know I'll take a chance on you. I don't think Wentz falls that far. Even with that contract, there's going to be suitors. I'm having a hard time. Again, that's a heavy contract. That's a lot of investment. In a guy who doesn't usually play 12 games a season. Right. That's he, the hard part. He hasn't proven he can stay healthy. The contract isn't the problem for me. It's the injuries, and it's this year's production. When well, that's my problem with it, is the production to the money side of it. Right. That he's just – he's not proven he's worth that much money to a team to take that risk, take that chance. And I know, like I said, Devin has said – like kind of in passing by a bring him over to the Steelers. The Steelers aren't foolish enough either to take on that contract. Even with big Ben going out, like I think they would take a chance on, on other people. You're obviously Sam Darnold's going to be out there. Yep. I would take Sam Darnold over Wentz. Well, and there's something to be said for Wentz and his body type. Like he, his early play reminded me of Ben Roethlisberger, but Ben can survive the hits. Ben actively goes looking to avoid sacks and to charge into the defender to break him off of a sack. Wentz can't do that, even at this young of an age. So I definitely don't think that Pittsburgh is the place for Wentz. Um, the Washington football team? That Haskins isn't the guy, and Alex Smith has to retire at the end of this year. That would be an interesting move. I don't know if Alex Smith has to retire. Really? I don't know if he has to retire. I th I can see them bringing him the back. Not to ultimate be the Iron Man? Like, not to be a starter so on. much. Okay, okay. I mean as a starter. But you he bring definitely Smith be back as your backup. Like, Absolutely. He could definitely he's, be a backup. He'll win you. He's a serviceable quarterback. He'll win you games. He's done it his whole career. So, to keep him as a backup, I could understand that. Or you sign him to a one more year and you draft a quarterback this year. But if there's not going to be a quarterback available in the – the football team is drafting because they're going to take that division. 
So that's the Panthers. Maybe the Panthers. They don't go with Teddy uh, two hands. They move on from it. It was kind of an experimental year. Yeah. Because, I, mean, I mean, his contract is up, right? But they had one of those years where they surprised people, and I think they might like him. So I'm, I don't see it. Broncos. Broncos need a quarterback. I like Drew Locke, but again, Wentz. Locke's had one if good Wentz game is this season. Good, then that's a team that you got to think about. Yeah. As far as going nine and seven, maybe ten and six, fringe playoff team. That'd be a scary team. Yeah. I, I, could I like the fit. I could see that one there. Again. I really like that fit. I'm talking myself into it right now. I don't know what the, the financials look like, but. I mean, there is one team that we're not looking at. Um, Don't you say it. <laughs> the Chicago Bears? Man, I said on the Shirts and Skins podcast Instagram page, launch the picture, reported by Adam Schefter, Wentz Watch has officially started. But I added, if the Bears pick him up, we riot. No. No, no, no. Yes, I get it. It makes sense. Again, he's a he can be a winning quarterback. He's got a lot of talent. He's got a lot of tools. I don't even know if we have any money at this right, point. Right, that's, that's that's the biggest thing. It's uh, you got to. It took us forever caps. to pay Allen Robinson. Like you got to look at all these salary cap situations. Who's got what? You know, I mean, what about a team like the Bucks that you got Tom Brady next year? But after that, what do you have? So do you free up twenty million dollars a year. Like, because I mean, that, that's what Brady's getting. So. so or is it twenty five? It's a fifty million dollar, forty million dollar contract. I'm not even sure what. He One got. or the other. So you're paying him twenty or twenty five million dollars a year. That's definitely within the Wentz. Like there, there's those teams that may not need them for, let's say, next year. But like, what do they have after that? Like a team, like uh, you know, go to Denver and make them a playoff contender, Wentz. I'd love to see that. I wouldn't mind that. Things would be exciting back there in in Mile High. Let's look into this. I, w- I want to go quick on this one because it doesn't it's not that huge of a thing but since we talked about it so much last week i feel like we need to hit on it this pats fins games like we we talked about how this is going to oh, be I a like big game. game yeah and i came into it saying the patriots are going to win because the patriots are going to do the right things they're going to shut down to uh he's not going to be able to have the game that you know i spoke at length on the last podcast that bill belichick was going to do what he does against rookies and like he showed against Herbert, shut him down 45-0. to zero. He didn't let that quarterback score once, not even a field goal. I'm with you. I really thought that he was going to have something in his in his tool shed for Tua. Kept him on 150 yards. So Tua didn't win the game. Threw a pick. But he didn't necessarily lose. I mean, he went 20 for 26. That's an efficient game. He just didn't have the yards or the touchdowns behind it because. Not from the arm, but from the legs. This running game they had, like, I don't know who this guy is, Ahmed. Had Salvin Ahmed, tw- one hundred and twenty-two yards. Like, See, that's what I'm saying though. Like Ahmed, there, twenty-three carries, one hundred and twenty-two yards. That's as many as a whole squad of Steelers would have gotten. And then they also ran Matt Breida for another twelve for eighty-six yeah. yards. That is an effective ground attack. They did what they needed to do. They run the ball and defense and wins what, the game. And what Tua couldn't do through the air. Maybe Belichick wasn't able to game plan against. He got it done and got two TDs on the ground. Right. And he used his legs like the athletic quarterback he is. He shut down the, the one part. He shut down the passing part of it. Bill did – he did do the right thing in the, in the fact that he did the best shut weapon. down the passing. Exactly. But they just didn't win it another way and just ran it down their throat and they couldn't stop it. 
was really surprised by that. That game, now the playoffs for the Patriots, no longer going to happen. So this is the first time the Patriots will miss the playoffs since 2008. A ridiculous, out of nowhere, week one ACL tear at the hands of the Chiefs. Josh, the Patriots, I mean, the Tom Brady rule at that point, because now you can no longer hit a quarterback. Like <laughs> Those are the things that I hate. They make rules for guys, certain quarterbacks whenever these things happen. The guy was on the ground, and then he that's, half that's, that's trash. crawled up that. and tackled his knee. That was a pretty dirty play. So Now, the, what it has slowly evolved into, I'm with you on that. If that's a different quarterback? But it was a dirty play. If, if that was a different quarterback, would they make the rule? That's my question. If it was another star quarterback, if it was Aaron Rodgers or if Patrick If that was a no-name scrub now, quarterback. Peyton Manning? No! Nobody cares about that's, scrubs. That's what I hate. Don't it's, uh, I call it the Jordan rule or the, now the LeBron rule? Like, don't make these rules up for these star players. It's football, man. It's supposed to be dirty. Let them hit below the knee. Take them out. I don't care. He said it's football. It's supposed to be dirty. <laughs> so, yeah, but then, but then, my problem is people are like, all right, now after the game, get up, shake each other's hands. No, that's it's like I don't want to shake. No, hands you just hit me directly in the face with your own head. There's <laughs> it, no, there's no way. And the ref didn't even throw the flag on that one. There's no way I'm shaking your hand. That was dirty. I'm not going to show you sportsmanship if you won't do the same. End of rant. <laughs> <laughs> even crazier stat though with the playoffs. For the Patriots Give it since to them. 1994. God. I don't even remember 94. Tori, were you even born in 94? Man, I was born in 87. <laughs> Calm down. I was like, the only thing I ever can remember about 94 is Jordan retired. Like, bro, they've missed the playoffs six times since 94. Six. Only six times since 94. That's a ridiculous run. That's what I'm talking about. And that was. Seven years prior to them winning the championship yeah. with Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl. And they still were perennial playoff contenders. Yes. Like, that's what's crazy about it. That's yeah. an organization that wants to win. And since 94, you could rely on that. You knew the direction they were going to go. They were trying to draft well, scout well, put out their players to win. And I think that's why people hate them. Oh, it's a fair thing. Anytime yeah. you're a perennial winner, you're oh. going to get hate. Like Nick they, Saban. I mean, who likes Nick exactly. Saban? If you're not a Bama He's fan. He's won enough. Come on. Let one, let Notre Dame get in there and, <laughs> and win a, a national championship. He's got plenty of like rings. You got he those teams need that another. win all the time. You get to the point where. Garbage. You, you win next. them all. You're there to you, win them all. Yes. That's what history is written on to get it done more than anyone else. Like I should as hate many times as anyone else. The Patriots for the Tuck Rule game. Oh no, that is different. I have <laughs> but, no dog in that race, but you, a Raider fan. But bro, I, I can't hate that. the Patriots. They are just, and we're talking about the cheating and all this kind of crap. Listen, I go back to them. I've said this a thousand times. You ain't cheating. You ain't trying. I respect what they do. You're not cheating until you get caught. Like, they're just an extremely great franchise. Like the history has proven. That they're a great franchise. How do you hate that? Quit hating the winners. I'm There's that no guy. Like I hate winners too. Don't get me wrong. Cause yep. Real quick, I got to say too, because I'm glad that you said that. As far as cheating goes, everyone does it. And if you're just the one getting caught, Jerry Rice used, admitted to using Stick'em. Exactly. Greatest receiver ever. Not Randy Moss. And not Randy Moss. And I want to say it was Joe Montana. The guy throwing to him, right? If it wasn't Joe Montana, it might have been Steve Young. 
But uh, when Deflate Gate rolled around, every quarterback said, "Every that quarterback's like, yeah, hell yeah!" I tell them it. to deflate the ball because I'm the one throwing it. They all want the. It's ball. It's cold out here. The ball's too hard. I can't exactly. get my hand around. I can't grip it. Let some of the air out. And they're like, "I didn't even know you couldn't do that." And first off, the Deflate Gate thing, bro. They so they, much nonsense they, with they that. They supposedly caught it in half, so they made the balls regular, and they destroyed them in the second half. It annihilated them. Don't give me that crap. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, give us an even playing field and watch this. 20-plus points. So trash. Like, I get tired of hearing about that. Give that up. The The no. Patriots are just – when you had the two goats on the same team – right. let's, let's put that to bed too, please. All right, come on now, Randy. <laughs> We're talking about Jerry Rice here. The man has multiple Super Bowl rings. Rice is definitely – Arguably the most talented player on that offense. Yes. Right, I with mean, the, he was the weapon, and without the standout like you he couldn't didn't stop have the him. ridiculous speed no. that you have like a Randy Moss. No, like he wasn't just you know six foot six or something like that where he was jumping over everybody. He was open and he was sure hands. Yes, like he didn't have that the breakout speed that these guys have nowadays. He just was that man. Like he ran an extremely crisp route, and if it was in his vicinity, he was catching it. Randy Moss, yeah, you have the Mossum. Oh, man. But what that is, is he's running a straight line down the field. Yeah. And somebody's throwing the ball up in the air as far as they can, and you're going to catch it. Yeah. He's great. Can't defend it either. Because he's going to blow past whoever you put on him. Unless you're Jason Seahorn, who somehow shuts him down in that questionable (laughs) NFC Championship game that I still think they cheated. Well, again, I mean, it it depends on the type of conversation that you're having. Again, if, if you're talking about the greatest wide receiver, you, it starts with championships, works its way down from you know MVPs and other individual accolades, but it starts at championships. If you're saying, you know, I have the fifth or you know whatever pick that you would choose to draft your first wide receiver, and you have a pool of all the greatest wide receivers out there, I could definitely see people picking Moss. Right. I'd have a hard time not picking Calvin Johnson because the guy was an absolute athletic freak. He could catch everything. He was always open, even when he was double teamed. But, I mean, the greatest wide receiver, it starts with Rice. Yes. Athletic prowess? Don't get me wrong. Calvin Johnson? Right. Way more athletic freak. Absolutely. But he was just a lion. You look at numbers, you look at everything, and maybe Calvin Johnson with those quarterbacks maybe doesn't make a difference. But let's not act like Stafford's a bum. No, absolutely not. Put some respect on that Georgia football. uh, (laughs) That alum there. Yeah, exactly. Like, I just – I was blown away when I seen that. I know it's another rant that – we're kind of going down with this rice thing, but I was blown away when Moss came out and said oh, that. Oh, it just so. happened. Yeah, you got to talk about it. But that was the win that I needed to see. I needed to see the Dolphins could get it done. And I actually, I really like the way that they put it together because the air attack wasn't there. It was taken away. Tua used great instincts, talked and run, got it done. It's all about getting the W, especially when you're a division rival and you're the Dolphins. And you're playing the Patriots. Yes. And as a rookie quarterback, he did what he needed to do. You let Bill Belichick he, know, I'm here for real, and you have to deal with me now. Yeah, it's, it's the two, other way around. You have to deal with me every year, this is twice a, a year. Uh, quarterback here. It's not just your old school pocket passer type guys. Exactly. So I'm going to give you something a little extra to worry about. I loved it. So, uh, but let's get on Props to, to the, the probably it should have been. All the hype around it was definitely there for the the, the game of the week, the Chiefs Saints. The oh man, Breeze coming back! Potential Super Bowl matchup. 
Oh, definitely could be. Uh, very well could be, especially on the on the AFC side. So right now, it's looking like the likely outcome. <laughs> so, it's it's gonna be what Chiefs, Saints, or Chiefs Packers more than likely is where I'm seeing it. But the the Chiefs came out, and I was like, okay, they're looking pretty good. the The Chiefs win this game, thirty two twenty nine. Right, barn I burning. think offense with was the, there. We gotta expect it with these teams. With Breeze healthy with more time he's coming off three weeks not playing a little bit of rust i think without that rust i truly believe the saints win this game you think so i that they were beating down mahomes again he had his numbers and i get so tired of hearing i'm, I'm a chiefs hater so this is gonna come off as chiefs hate for sure hey, so you own tired up to it. it's a good look of them the way the map patrick mahomes rolls out the pocket and throws a pass to the end zone, and they're like, oh, my God, that was the best pass ever. <laughs> Did you see the way he just – just with a flick of a wrist. He, like, bro, that was a quarter, – any quarterback in the NFL should make that throw that he's making. Yeah, they, they really do hype up Mahomes. And, again, it's for good reason, but there are definitely times where it's like they're trying to inject more energy than it needs to be in there when he makes a beautiful throw, when he makes an amazing throw. It's we can all see it, and we can all be excited about it, you don't it, almost to the point of overplaying it. That and Rogers it, even called it out, saying the no look pass. No, yeah, like, that's happened forever. Dude, every Matt quarterback Schaub used to do that. Like and they're like every quarterback has done that. Yeah, calm down. <laughs> like that, I get so tired of it. Like, I know it's hate for me because it's freaking Mahomes. But I'm like, come on, let's calm down with all the hype around this man. Get off of his junk. Chicago Bears, Kyle Orton. Used to do that. And the teammates would lose their mind. They're like, dude, you throw all these touchdowns and interceptions like without even looking at them sometimes. Like, how are you not better? Is is what always my thing was what came out of it. I'm like, you can throw no look passes, that's awesome. But it's like try looking downfield <laughs> at <laughs> your receiver you next to you guys. Right. As exciting as they are. No, you're right though. And Mahomes is, is something special for sure, but there yeah, is. He, is, he is an extreme talent. He He's incredible, but it just blows me away how much they just swing on his junk. I'm like, calm down. <laughs> Good God. So, like I said, I, I love I really, game, though. Great game. And and the Saints defense was just tagging Mahomes. Uh, they they, they, were they had money him. on his head. Like they For were, sure. Yeah. <laughs> they had some money on his head this time. Not that the Saints have ever done that to a quarterback no, before. Huh. <laughs> Never. So, like, what? Mahomes had himself a game. Again, we'll, look, we'll throw out the stats there. 26 for 47, 254. Not great, not bad. Uh, Mahomes, I think it's like when he throws for 250 yards, you're like, that's it? I like that. Yeah, you I was kind of underwhelmed. <laughs> you, you expect, like, a 350 from him. You know, he did throw three touchdowns. So yeah, that I like, expect. There. Okay. It's like, yeah, Mahomes doing Mahomes things. And, and then Drew, Drew Brees, same type of deal, 15 of 34 for 234 yards. You're like, Okay. All right. See, three, but that's the three thing. touchdowns. He's coming back of broken ribs right. and a collapsed lung and missing his legs. If he's even and, healthy. <laughs> right. And he's, what, so, uh, three yeah, points away? Exactly. From tying the game with them in a 32-point uh, game? Yeah. Even they're rushing. Like, they didn't have a great game rushing. 11 rushes for 54 yards from Kamara. Four rushes for three yards from Murray. How many like, catches did Kamara have? He had three catches for forty yards. Yeah, see, I like they I they almost, didn't even have their off like their great offensive game. No, I almost wonder 
they're starting to again. I think this is the game that you go all out because you got to test yourself against the the defending Super Bowl. And champs. I think that's why they Especially brought this end of Breeze the season. back. If it wasn't the Chiefs, I don't know if they bring Breeze yeah. back in this game. Sharpen your iron. But yes. that's why I'm kind of. I think it's kind of odd that they didn't get Kamara more involved. Right. And especially Michael Thomas was out. Right. He's on the IR. They're hoping he'll be back for playoffs. But, you know, credit to the Chiefs defense for taking out a weapon. But I'll tell you this. The Chiefs have won 11 straight wins on the road dating back to last year. 11 straight wins on the road. That's scary. Even if you are hosting <laughs> them. That's not, that's not great. I mean – Again, the Chiefs hates real. Look at your division. <laughs> you want to talk this about this is the division the NFL put in front of them. Oh, I understand that, but that's not that impressive a stat. When you're beating the Chargers, when it's you're better beating, than losing to them. When you're beating the that's Broncos, a worse look. Beat who you're supposed to beat. I agree, a hundred percent. Steelers beat who you're supposed to beat, but something the Raiders couldn't do this week. <laughs> no, Car Car got hurt. That's just a joke. Uh, Herbert looked amazing though. The kid, he's special. That division with the quarterback. Talk about hanging from someone's junk. I'm hanging from Herbert's junk. <laughs> I don't. I think you. that kid is special. God, it's. I sick. really do. Imagine if he wasn't in the division with Mahomes. Like <sighs> two years from now, whenever he really comes into his own, oh man, he's still not going to get the love that he deserves no. because it's gonna he's going to be, be in the shadow of the other. <laughs> it's uh, ridiculous. Seven games with 300 plus passing yards. That's an NFL rookie record. Well, um. So the Saints. Anyways, Saints Chiefs game, game real quick. Eight punts by the Saints, six by the Chiefs. That's a ridiculous amount of punting That's for a two. A lot of punting, especially for a sixty points for between the two of them. two high-powered offenses. It's like yeah. That's a lot of freaking punting. So it should have been fourteen to ten. <laughs> and they started off that way. It started off where yeah, it was like not as I mean those arms got warmed up. Th- the first quarter it was seven zero. And then it went to seven to nine in the second, so that's when the, the the started scoring, like picking up and everything like that. But not much of a yeah. Those halftime adjustments they were key for those offenses. So just very pop the top off. It was a good game in the end, absolutely. And if that was a Super Bowl, I would be happy with the Super Bowl like that. Absolutely, it was a slow burn. Like it, it picks up that second half. You're you're excited. You're on the edge of the seat. Like, oh man, this is coming down to it. First half was tense, and now all of a sudden, this team scores. The other team answers. Yeah. this team puts it on you're, it again. The other team answers you're again. You're picking up like just a nice crescendo all the way. Near, I think near the uh, end of the half, the Saints had a safety that should have been a touchdown. Guy jumps on the ball, can't secure it. Like you know, it was on the greased pig type situations on the old school cartoons absolutely and the ball just pops right out through the back of the end zone you lose by three you get a touchdown compared to a safety yeah that that could have been your difference right there yep so those are the 50 play, 50 plays man, plays out of your control like, that, like man looking back now you're like dude if i'm that guy you're like i potentially could have won as the game right that's that's if i would have just held on to that ball <laughs> Yeah, they're gonna, they've been thinking about that like, all night. Yeah, like if I just fall on the ball and just cradle it, the game, like we could have won. Like in my head, I'm thinking we won the game if I would have done that. I'm beating myself up. Yep. So That's why I love that quote, and I brought it up in a, one of our earliest podcasts. Again, Josh, you brought this up. This is you and me starting it off again. It's bringing back some of those vibes. I'm thinking about the, the early podcast that we did. 
But where if you're a really good team, then there's four wins that you're going to have no matter what you do. There's four losses you're going to have just because everything's going to go the other way. That's one of those games. Yeah. Where it's the ball just popped out of the end zone amidst everyone's arms, hands, and feet, and there was a win. And it just shot right out of the back of the end zone. What can you do? Yeah, that, that was a rough one, but a, a very good game. So Pick it up, move on, and hope to see him in the end. Yeah. I'm, I'm if anything, hoping. you're going to get some good tape out of that game. For sure. And I think that's, again, why they bring Breeze in. So uh, I think that's going to wrap it up move. for our uh, weekend review here. Uh, looking ahead at the this week's games, we don't have a whole lot of exciting games. Again, we say this. I feel like we say this every week where there's not a lot of exciting games, and then there's always three or four games where you're like, oh, yeah. didn't see that one happening. <laughs> so well, It's the beauty of the NFL and, and the beauty of football. It's just right now at this point in the season, the brackets are – are kind of set the the teams are all but in give or take uh the cardinals right there then a little bit of nfc still trying to play around the afc the dolphins i think you got like two i guess teams they're that the are, one yeah that you got to look at dolphins and ravens to see who's going to get that spot well the ravens are going to get it because the dolphins are going to lose this week uh to the mighty raiders to the mighty raiders so the way we started how's this, cars groin it's, it's pulled you would know <laughs> who pulled it I've been pulling it all season. <laughs> <laughs> Get the man some ice. Uh, uh, so Dolphins should win out. They got the Bills. Uh, the Bills are with, bound to drop they one. They're not going to the run bills. the table. They finish with the Bills. The last and the, do the, the question is, do the Bills rest their starters? Probably. Because they're not. In contention for the first seed. Right. So Here's what do they have to play win. for? So it could be that way. Ravens, although, have won three straight. Well, they're bound to lose as well, I guess you could say. <laughs> Law of averages. So, so uh, that's the one that I'm watching, especially as we get into the last two weeks of the season. Those are the those are the two teams that I'm keeping the closest eye on because those games still matter a lot. A lot. The other ones you're just kind of jockeying for position and you're getting prepped you're getting yourself right for the postseason making sure that your game plan's in order your players are healthy you get good momentum going into the postseason yeah so we started this week off with a review with the Steelers so let's go into the preview the same way and the Steelers Colts games another tough matchup we kind of hit on it quick you know so we'll kind of go through this real quick but it's going to be an interesting matchup the Steelers on this slide, now they're playing another tough team, a tough defense. The way that Ben's playing right now, the way the Steelers all together are playing, they're starting to get a little healthier. They're, I believe Connor's supposed to play. Offensive line's going to be a little bit better. But, I'm, again, if I'm Steelers, I'm scared of this game. I don't see the Steelers winning this. I really think the Colts are going to win it. You're going Colts? I'm going Colts, I think. Phillip's I get gonna, it. Phillips gonna do enough to not lose the game. They'll they'll run the ball. They they've been running the ball pretty good lately. Phillips been looking good. Their defense is stout. Steelers don't scare nobody anymore. I don't think anyone needs to be. I wouldn't say that the Steelers don't scare anyone anymore. I really feel like right now everyone's looking at them and kind of licking their chops though. Like so you I think everybody's giving them their best shot. Yeah, I think everyone's when they're on their schedule, they're like, yeah, we can beat those guys. You know what? Yeah, they're kind of in a down down spot right now. You know what? Bring them on. I think we got something for them. I just 
I get everything you're saying, and I want to say Indianapolis too. I really do, but I think the Steelers write the ship. I think they've been on the slide, been on the snide, and I think this is their get-right week. I think Tomlin's going to have a long look at everyone in the locker room. He's going to be like, all right, now that we got – like, are we done yet? Start you, holding you these guys boys accountable finished? and let's right. get it going. We got a playoff team that's going to be on the other side of the field here. Do you want to play any more this season? Do you want to start winning again? Do you want to go deep into the playoffs? It starts with this game. It starts with playing a playoff team. It starts with playing the Colts, and I think the Steelers are going to right the ship. I don't think the ship is sinking just yet, but if they lose this one, my gosh, that'll be four straight at the worst time. They need to win if they want to hold on to that division title. That's the biggest thing. Because, yeah, then you're going up against the Browns, and you've lost four straight, and the Browns are starting to get hot. Yeah. In your own division, you can't have that. I say the Steelers, they're not going to lose out. They'll at least go one and one. But I do think that they beat the Colts here, and if they beat the Colts here, I think they beat the Browns too. I think they get them both. I'm I'm sure Devin will be happy to hear that, but I think you're a fool. (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate the honesty. Another – that's kind of where I stand. <laughs> Another game that's really mattering for the division title is going to be this Rams Seahawks game. Uh, if the Seahawks can win it, they clinch the West. I don't. I know. I know coming off this win, like the t- the Rams just lost to the Jets, and the Rams were one of those teams that I was like, "Hey, they're can like one of the teams that I'm like they're going to be there." They're one of the deepest teams. And that defense, and we, defense, we talk about the defense, how great the defense is. And all of a sudden now it's like the, the Seahawks are going to win the division when I thought for sure the Rams were going to take this division. And this division has been so wonky, upside down. They, at one point in time, the Cardinals are there. Then it's the Rams and it's the Seahawks. Like They've just been beating each other up. And here we go again. They're seeing each other. Uh, for the Seahawks, Josh Gordon comes back. See, I like that. Uh, I don't know why, but I, I l- only twenty nine years old. I give another guy that I feel like he's so much older than what he is. I guess because he's just constantly out. There's so much upside with him if he's playing. Right. I, I like the the X factor that he brings, but yeah, it's been so long since we've seen him in a game and seen him in a full season, let alone a game. What kind of football condition is he going to be in? Is kind of my question. This one's a, a tough one for me to call. But, again, there's still I, two games left, and then you go into the playoffs. Exactly. Maybe by then he's got his legs under Right. Him. Yeah, you bring him in for playoffs, like, but yeah. you want to get him some play time. So I don't, some I, get, run right now. I don't know if he'll be play a factor in this game, but this is one of those weird ones where this division is just beating each other up so bad. I want the Rams to win. I feel like coming off of that embarrassing they did last loss. Time. They did last time they played the Seahawks. Yeah, and then they're coming off an embarrassing loss. Right. You're going to Seattle, but that doesn't matter any for this season. Nope. You don't have the 12th man. so My guys versus your guys. Yeah. That's it. And that defense seems to do good against Russell. Like, they get that pressure. Aaron Donald's just destroying people. They do good against mobile quarterbacks. So, I really, I really want the Rams to win this one. Do you think they will, or do you want them to? I want them to, but I can't say it. coming off that. It's an embarrassing loss. You just lost to the Jets. Look, the Jets just beat the Rams by three, but the Seahawks just beat the football team by five. Right, and that was another one where I'm it's like, not a great look for either team. The the Dwayne Haskins led football team 
almost beats the Seahawks. Where <laughs> and then the the Rams lose to the winless Jets. The Seahawks this year have been the hardest team for me to figure out. Their, well, their defense is absolute trash. Sure. Uh, but you have Russ. But you have Russ. So you feel like Russ is going to keep you in every game that That's you're playing. That's where I'm always at. And then I'm expecting them to to play up to that. And, again, they're 10-4. and four. So it's right. not like they haven't. But when it comes to big games, playoff-type matchups, I just don't have a whole lot of faith in the Seahawks as a whole. And, again, after what I saw last time against the Rams, I think I have the Rams again. Everything that I said about not trusting golf, sir. But, again, I've already seen the Rams beat the Seahawks once. I think the Rams right the ship and kind of gather themselves again. And, again, they've already seen enough tape on on Russell and on Kyler Murray. And so, again, they play really good against mobile quarterbacks. And if if golf can do just enough against a woeful – not sexy at all, Seahawks defense. I like that better than what Russ can do against that Rams defense. We called last week trap week. Yes. It wasn't for this game, this Rams-Jets no, game. Rams, though. Like, we didn't expect the Rams-Jets game to be that trap no. week type game, but it turned out that it was. Maybe that was the problem. Maybe they're looking ahead to the Seahawks, and they're like, hey, we need that win against the Seahawks. This game, we're going to beat them, no problem. Right. But that game matters. And obviously, they didn't come out ready to play. No, because now the Seahawks are ten and four. You're nine and five, and you're trying to win your division. So, with that being said, I really the Rams. I think are going to come out. They're going to come out strong. They're going to come out pissed, punch the Seahawks in the mouth. And I think so. Try to get back the the control of the division. They're going to need it. I I, I, so. I'm I'm going to go Rams as well on that one. I like that one. With the Packers. Ramping up going into the postseason, facing Tannehill and Derrick Henry. Hoping this is the game of the week. It's got all the makings of being. It should be it should be if, a lot of fun. I like how they match up against each other, like position per position. I think this is a really fun matchup. It's two of the leaning MVP candidates, like two of the MVPs are here. Depending on who you ask. Depending on who you ask, Derek I mean Derrick Henry's Derrick Henry. He's got a he's got a, a if case. He, if he gets two K I think it's got to go Derrick Henry for MVP. It's almost automatic. Um, Nobody rushes for 2,000 yards, especially in a passing league. Yes. If you can rush for 2,000 yards. New age yards. NFL, nobody does it. Again, not that it happens a lot in the first place, but I feel oh. like late 90s-ish, like when you had that, you know, Terrell Davis, the the CJ2K. Yeah. Each guy carried it like 28 times It was a game. happening more often the then. And most running backs had a shelf life of seven years. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so – this should be an exciting game, and it's strength versus strength because you want to keep the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands, so you run the ball. They have the perfect. That's what they do. do. <laughs> they run the ball, you know. And dare say the Packers' offense is too fast. That if they're right. forced to punt or if they're settling for field goals, you're just giving it back to Derrick Henry more often. Exactly. I don't really like it's that. It's going to wear your defense out. It's it's. You want to kind of keep, like I said, keep the ball away from from Aaron Rodgers as much as possible. Um, shut down their one weapon if you can. Obviously, nobody's been able to do it this season, but force him to kind of go to his other options and see what happens. On paper, I I, I mean, like I said, I don't know which team. You look at these two teams, and you're not like, oh, this team is heads and tails above the other. 
I really want to say that the Titans are going to exploit the holes that the Packers have, especially in their defense. But at the same time, I just saw what Baker did to the Titans, and Baker plays very right. Aaron Rodgers-esque. Yes. He runs, he throws, and he trusts his big arm. And he put on a show against the Titans, and it's I've seen Rodgers put on plenty of shows, and so I, I hate doubting him. I just talked myself into Packers. Yeah? Yeah, I really did. I like it. I really did. I want to go Titans. I want to go Titans for a lot of tactical, precise reasons that I'm like, dude, Packers has – or uh, Rogers has a better arm than anybody. I feel like it's for me. It's old school ball. I guess you could say. I still have that old school kind of mentality when it comes to football and running the ball at this time of year is how you win. And Derrick Henry's going to win it for them. I can see it. Tannehill had a, a beast game this last week. Not that they played anybody great, but still he had a beast game. So he's proving why you give him that contract. He's looked good. He's been nothing but great as a Titan. So, I think there's just too much there on their side to where the Packers, who... Uh, it might be recency bias with me, with right. seeing what Baker just did to the Titans. It really might be. I might So I might be eating this. I just hope it's a good game. I, that's what I'm really hoping for. Tell you what, though. Titans, 10 wins for the first time since 2008. That's impressive. That's big. That's yeah. impressive. That's big time. Even since they were a playoff team last year, but now they got 10 wins going into the playoffs this year. That's a good look. And that's still with two games left. Exactly. And if you're picking them to uh, take yeah. the Packers out now, then, I mean, you're you're heading in a They're really good direction. They're potentially 12-win team. To counter, and again, maybe looking at uh, Super Bowl predictions down the road, brought up Kansas City being 11-0 and on the road, or 11 straight wins. On the road, Green Bay's fourteen and two at home, dating back to last year, including the playoffs. I can't. You argue. don't want to play Green Bay at home again, but, but you're talking about fans and Lambeau Field, right. Lambeau Leap type atmosphere. But still, I mean, still that's including the, this year, fourteen and two. Part of what their home field advantage also is that this time of year is that frozen tundra. Yeah, that has nothing to do with the fans. Uh, and I don't think the, the Titans weather. are scared of it either. Titans I don't, don't think the Titans are scared of the cold. Titans are outside. They're in Tennessee. It's not as cold as obviously up north, you know. You can get down but, there though. But still, they're they're an outside team. They're yeah. not a dome team going to an outside team <laughs> and having to deal with all that. So they they're already playing the elements. So that kind of takes away. Yeah. So take that out of it. It should be fun. I'm really hoping it's fun. Take it out. Take all that out of it. Still have Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball. And I've already seen what Baker can do to the Titans secondary. I got faith in Aaron Rodgers. But the Titans, man, they're deep. Give me the Kings. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to kind of switch this up a little bit. I know we said this week we're going to hit an NBA uh, talk, but we're going to have to put that on hold. We want to try to get Devin in here for some NBA talk. We will get that special going on. With Christmas and everything like that coming up, it's just a hard time for me to really break down and edit everything, I'll be honest. Be ready for not just games, because there has been a lot of a lot of conversations going on this year, mainly including Harden and potential trade destinations for there. Real quick to touch on this, Denver just got thrown into the mix, and it said down to the draft picks. That's really all that they got to do to stupid, agree upon this. Stupid, stupid move. <laughs> What are they doing? 
Denver came out of nowhere in this. Why do you? You were just. I'm just in, more fascinated about that. You were just in the conference finals. Yeah, you just beat the Harden Clippers. Slows down a team. He controls the ball for way too long. He holds the ball. And he likes. You're gonna to take Joker out of the game. You're gonna take out. I, I think him and Joker would be a really sexy team. But the problem, like is a nice one-two tandem. I don't know because you can't guard Harden on offense, or if you're playing defense, when he's on the offensive, you can't guard Harden, and that's gonna free up a whole lot of Yochik time. Like, then I again, just, I've seen James Harden trade away all of his bigs, so <laughs> right. it's hard to say it's gonna work. But I think, in theory. It does. Now, if I'm Denver, I don't do it. You don't do it. I'm excited. You've got a good young nucleus. you got Murray. you got Porter, Porter. Jr. you got, like I said, the Joker over there. See what you got. Don't mess it up. Keep building. Now, if they had an asset, which I don't think they do, again, we're talking about Denver being such a young team, and they're growing into something, a team that I think – is right at the cusp of being over the hill. Not li- not like an age, but as far as like you've come this far and you can go no further with what you have. If Portland was to be able to flip and get Harden over there with Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, yeah. that I think would be one hell of an exciting offense. Well, and that ceiling just gets a whole lot higher, but I don't think they have the assets. There's to no do pieces. It. Right. You have to give up one of those guys that you don't want to give up. Right. That's the problem. You don't give up those pieces to get him, and then you're in the same position you are right now. Like you want to add him without taking anything away. It's the addition without subtraction kind of thing for them, which isn't going to happen. We don't know where he's going to go. It'll be interesting to see where he ends up. I'm excited to see where he ends up. It is NBA tip-off night tonight. We got Lakers. We got Clippers. I I do find it funny that usually the first game of the season is the champion versus. Yeah. Who they face in the finals, and they're like, you know what? We don't care about Miami Heat, which I don't take personally as a Heat fan <laughs> at all. But I'm like, yeah, okay, fine, sure. Put the two LA teams I think together. everybody knows that Good it's not gonna, the Heat aren't going to be the team they were last year. So Right, we're going to be better because we're retooling like, and let's moving Let's put forward. the real LA in there against – Which is why I'm so glad the Heat are finally out of the trade negotiations for James Harden. That is my early Christmas gift. From I the wanted NBA. that. <laughs> no, that was absolutely the one. not. No, that no, was no, the no. one. Anyways, we'll get uh, we'll get a whole lot further and more in depth on this trade. Hell, I mean it. It may happen. It may happen by the time next week before we can get into that. It could. Um, if not, we'll still be talking about it anyway. So then we'll we'll do a deeper dive into the hows, the whys, and I do have a case for why I could support Harden leaving Houston, which I know is not very uh, very smiled upon right now. And I'm not saying that I do, but I'm saying there's a case to be made. And so we'll deep into that. Again, the NBA, we will be hitting on it for sure next week. No excuses. Oh, uh, no, no excuses at all. We're just bringing it back for the right time. Again, well, just once, once we get our, our third piece here, we'll, we'll be able to really get everything back to our groove again. NBA but, season is back. Real quick, who do you got? Clippers or Lakers tonight? Of course, I got the Clippers. <laughs> of course, he's got the Clippers. They, uh, Vegas has Lakers only minus three, but again, I, f- I yeah. think it'll be a, a semi-close game. But I just, I don't know, the bad taste in my mouth. Another thing we're gonna get into is all these contracts that have gone out in the NBA. 
Yes. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a really fun podcast. I'm really looking forward to it. A lot of things to, to hit on for sure. You guys know I'm a big NBA fan. I'm just glad it's back. I really didn't think I would say that because it's so short. It's back quick. I'll say this. The Lakers have had the shortest and the heat. And the heat, but we lost. As the defending champions, they've had the shortest offseason in any sports history. But there's one person in particular who's had the longest offseason, and that's Kevin Durant. And he's had a long preseason. Time they look to recover. Good. They look really good. So we'll hit on all that. We'll get all into more on our next episode. We appreciate all you guys. Thank you again. We love all you for, for showing all this dedication, for listening, especially for getting on the, the Facebook group and interacting. Uh, give us some feedback anytime, please. Like, let us know what we can do better, what we need to work on, what you want to hear. What we're not saying enough of. Absolutely. Yeah. Call yeah. us out if we have a wrong take. Let us hear it. Yeah, definitely shout us out, man. We have no problem. I love the heat. Bring the heat. You know, I have uh, no problem double downing on why I said what I said. I meant it when I, I said I it back it. then, that one day. Everybody calling out the Raiders, you know, giving me some heat on the Facebook group. I appreciate all that. I really do love all that going on. So. The Raiders have always been a team people love to hate, and Josh is I he's one of them. It. <laughs> I absolutely love it. So thank, thank you again, guys. Our Instagram following is growing. We're getting more listens and more downloads on Spotify and Anchor and Google. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Every single week. So thank you so much for helping grow our community, spreading the word. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, everyone. Again, hopefully Devin comes back. and if they lose, you definitely won't. I'm hoping it's another Steelers loss so we can get more crap. He'll come back guns loaded and ready. Ready to just go. <laughs> to get back at everyone that's been getting on him over the last few weeks. Yes, sir. This has been the Shirts and Skins podcast. Thank you for listening. Go Bears. Go Raiders. Go Heat. Thank you for listening to Shirts and Skins Podcast.